Good morning, LBC Radio. My name is Corey Rosen, and I am with the Story Podcast. Today, I have two special guests, Matt and Carol. Matt and Carol are married best friends, entertaining and touching lives with a guitar and two voices for over 30 years. Matt and Carol have had a lot of fun on stage since the late 1980s. Their music has carried audiences through laughter, tears, telling stories, and moving them closer to the ones they love most. Carol's charming voice calls the listener back to the days of Amy Grant, Carol, Karen, sorry, Karen Carpenter, and Patsy Cline, while Matt's guitar provides a musical foundation built on layers of country, folk, and jazz. Smooth, sparkling harmonies mixed with powerful emotion to breathe new life into modern hits, traditional standards, hymns, and their own heartwarming songs celebrating real life and real love. They've appeared in concert from New Jersey to Nashville, performing over 350 events each year, close to 4,000 since 2010. You may have seen them at events sponsored by American Cruise Lines, Berkshire, Berkshire Hathaway, Orvis Stores, Dickie's Barbecue Pit, U.S. Army, National Street Rod Association, York Revolution, and Lancaster Barnstormers Baseball, National Day of Prayer, and many more. Our love started in music, Matt says. We've played together as friends since 1988, as husband and wife since 1993. Sometimes it was hard and it looked like we wouldn't make it, but we weren't quitting. As we revealed ourselves to God and each other, he healed us and brought us into the sweet life. Hence the name. And we're still best friends after all these years. And Carol agrees. Music's a hu- music is a huge part of our marriage, and that relationship is the foundation for our songs. They've created, released five full-length records and dozens of singles. With roughly, with roughly 1,000 song credits, they're still writing their own love story and creating snapshots of important moments and family events. Their latest full-length release, self-titled Sweet Life, is their closest audio representation of their hearts and minds thus far. And you can find that music and events at their website, www.sweetlifemusic.com. Matt and Carol, how are you guys doing today? Hello, great. great. Glad to be with you today. Yep. Good so, to be here. Yeah, so what was it like um, for either of you to, what inspired you guys to do music? Was it through your worship at your uh, church as a kid? Was it your parents that maybe sang songs to you, songs to you guys? Was it albums, the radio? What was it that really inspired you to get into music? Just the love of music. Yeah, I think we were both musical pretty much from from day one. Mm-hmm. Just you know, sort of came out of the belly like that. Just just love music. Uh, my mother and I would sing. I remember that. Uh, just always hearing music in my head since I was little. I think you too. Mm-hmm. So when was it that you decided to pick up a guitar and start playing for yourself? Uh, for me, I was. It was for my fifteenth birthday, and I told my mom I wanted a guitar, and she got me one. And the lessons came along with that, which I wasn't super cool on at first. Mm. But uh, yeah, that worked out real well. So yeah, I took about five years of private instruction and then just sort of went off from there and, and kept learning on my own, like learning to this very day. So what was it like when uh, you wrote your own song? Are you the primary songwriter or is it Carol? No, we're a team. A team. Yeah, absolutely a team. Um, generally, I'm, I'm uh, I don't know, we'll, we'll kind of come up with, it's different ways, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll do. Sometimes it's just sort of there and whole and formed, and other times we need to just hammer it out and then hammer it some more and then hammer it a third time. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's really just a blend of however. 
did you ever did either of you ever write music before you met each other? I didn't. I did. Yeah. Do those songs still exist? Yeah, but no one's ever going to hear them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they let's just say they were the practice. <laughs> right. Well, it's it's the truth. So you got to get you got to write songs a thousand you got to write a thousand songs and from there you can pick yes. a few. Exactly. It, it's just like any other skill you have to keep practicing to get better and better at it. Um I, no one's ever going to hear the first of my songs because they were not very good songs. And it, I don't even remember half my first songs. That's uh, probably good. Yeah, it's probably a good thing because um, I would regret it now. So uh, did you ever go to gigs as a kid or how did you start getting in, into the performance side of music? Well, I had a teacher that really pushed me and, and a couple of the other kids that, that were just she saw something in us, and so, uh, yeah, she was really, really instrumental in that. Got into my first band a year after I got my guitar and wasn't really that good at it, so I was more the singer. Mm. And uh, the, the four or five of us sort of all came up together and, and you know, worked out all the problems and, and got better at the craft during, during that time. And after high school, that all kind of split up and went away. So that's when I met Carol, was right, right after all of that. So I was looking for a... a a group or something to be part of, and that's how I met you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, came up after a solo concert, and she said, my band needs a guitar player. And I said, cool, I need a gig. So auditioned, <laughs> and it worked out, and then that went on for a while. Maybe two years. Was it two years? Mm-hmm. And then it was with another married couple, and they split up. Or they didn't, no, they didn't split the, up. They, the they left the band, up, yeah. yes. Yeah, I'm say that the right way. They They left the band, so we just decided to go on as a duo, so... So what what was it like to uh have your organize yourselves as a band in the as you're in your like later teenage years at the time as it was what when was it, when would this be around uh the uh, later 80s Yeah, we met in 88, so it was after that. So what was it like the the music scene to get a gig? Was it a bunch of calling? Was it a bunch of I don't was was email even around back then? No, email so. wasn't yeah. around at that point. Um it was mostly just if, if you knew somebody on the, on the Christian side, if you mm-hmm. knew somebody at a church, you know, you would, you would call that person or, or write the church a letter. That's, I think that's what we did. Mm-hmm. And after a while, you would just start to get that momentum and, and you would get more known and then people would start to call you. But it would have all been phone. Generally, I guess the telephone would have been the way to do it back then. So where, where were you guys based in at that time? Was it here? Uh, Western York County. Western York County. So you yeah. guys have always been around New York. Uh-huh. We've always been in, in central PA here. Yeah. Gotcha. So what? So, in my experience, churches usually don't have private concerts or bring in outside talent. So is that like a, a thing that's been around here? Or do you, did you guys have to specifically find churches that were willing to put you guys on? I would say more that. that that's a, that's a, a rarer thing. Like you, like you said, that was a rarer thing to encounter. So it was a lot of just a lot of phone calls, a lot of digging. Did you guys ever uh, decide to move into the secular spaces like bars, yeah. coffee houses, et cetera? We did that in the early 90s for a long time, and we just didn't really fit there. In what ways? Well, basically, we, we went in there trying to uh, do the songs that we thought everybody wanted to hear. Mm. So we were trying to do that you know, late 80s, early 90s stuff and trying to just put a few of our own in there and just i don't know we're just that's just not our people if you will 
And right, yes. a lot of times what would happen is the bartenders, the bar owners wouldn't like us very much because the people would quit drinking. <laughs> so, you know, since that's what you're there to do is to encourage right. that. So it's, you know, we don't really drink, so it's not something that was really like for us to go encourage people to go do that. So yeah, that's what would happen. They would get into what we were doing or, or their conversations or whatever, but the, their sales would go down so they wouldn't hire us back. Mm. We didn't tell them to stop or anything. No, no, we never said anything about like, no, you shouldn't be doing that or anything. We just played the songs we thought they wanted to hear and and just were ourselves. And, and I guess God just was using that. Did you ever think of that as a ministry? To play in, in the bars? Thing? Mm-hmm. I know that exists, uh, and, and there's a lot of folks that do it. I know some of them, and they can just sit down at, at the bar and order a water or a Coke and, and talk to the guy next to him, and that man ends up giving his life to Jesus Christ. That's not something that we're really called to, at least from our experience. Mm. It's an interesting thing. Uh, it's something I've I've uh, a little bit focused uh, my life on. I've viewed my uh, time going around and playing music at different bars is as everybody knows that if you're gonna offer me a drink, it's always no, <laughs> or any any other, and it's no. Um, so it's always interesting to talk to the people there, play the music there, and then uh, sometimes they ask me like, "How how do you manage to say no?" Because that's one of the hardest things to do with mm-hmm. alcohol and other substances is to say no. Uh, was that always a was that a, ever a struggle for you? Was that just really nice and easy? No, no thanks. Yeah, I, I I think at the very beginning we would just to be polite because in York County and Lancaster County, if somebody offers you food or something to drink. You just take it or you get offended. So there's mm-hmm. like a culture thing there where we would just sort of, oh, okay, thank you, and then probably not drink it, you know. But after a while, it's like, why are we doing this? Right. So, yeah, it's you, you learn along the way to, to, not that you don't worry about what people think, but you, you stop worrying about what people think mm-hmm. so much and, and imbuing your cultural whatever on, on their motivations. Right. It's it's a Christ over culture mm-hmm. kind, of, kind of aspect where – yeah, I understand that this is like culturally culturally appropriate to say yes, but you know you're probably never going to see that person again, to be quite honest. And if if they if they say no, you know that's it's just no. It's not like the end of the world either. And you a lot of times I don't really want a beer, but I'll take a coke. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's you like know. offer something different. Granted, yeah. I'm never going to say no to food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you say when you said say no to food, I was like, I would never do that. But um, in regards to drink, yeah, it's always it's always it's either Sprite or it's water. Yeah, no in between. Um, I don't like any of the other Pepsi products. Uh, people drag drag me out for that. I was like, eh. but um, uh, so you guys didn't really find a footing in the mm-hmm. secular spaces, right? So what are some of the spaces that you found your footing in outside of churches? Well, um, I don't know that we really even found our footing until about 2011 would you say probably yeah I and mean, we we were just floundering around just doing whatever and a, a cool quick god story mm-hmm. um and i'll try to tell mm-hmm. it quickly and succinctly help me if i don't because i do that mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> really quickly a, a friend of mine called and said hey this lady just moved into the area here's her phone number here's her name would you guys call her and just uh, get her connected with the local music, the music scene here. Mm. She's not from around here. Great. So I call this number and I ask for Alicia. Well, there's no Alicia here and it, it's, it's not anybody's house. It's a retirement community. 
you've reached the front desk. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, this, I explained the whole situation, my friend, and say, well, we don't have an Alicia, but we have an Allison. Maybe that's who you mean. I was, great. I'll talk to Allison. So, you know, maybe she mm-hmm. just got the name wrong. So I talked to Allison. Of course, Allison knows nothing about any of this that I'm going through this whole story. But she says, you know, you guys are musicians. Have you ever considered playing for our seniors here? And I, no, we, that never even like occurred to us. And, and here's what I said. And, and I, what do we have in common with old people? <laughs> They're not going to like our music. They're going to hate us. And it turns out not so much. Uh, she convinced us to just try it and paid us, paid us. That was a great thing. And we came and, and played some, a few songs that we thought would be cool for these folks. And they loved it. And that was, I think, the first time that we said, okay, maybe this is the crowd for us, at least a crowd for us, because they're attentive, they're respectful, they appreciate it so much, and they mm-hmm. come up afterward, and they'll hug you and, and tell you how wonderful it was. And, and we really found a lot, of, uh, a lot of satisfaction in that. It's like, okay, Lord, maybe this is the direction you want us to go in for now. That was back in like 2011, and uh, we started to slowly call those places. Yeah, I, I'm sure, especially because... Uh older people first off they don't get that many visitors as Mm -hmm. and uh it's very routine life for them i remember uh when i was a kid that we would always go perform christmas carols at the nursery home and they were it was the happiest day of their lives for them because first off they get to see really young people that they've don't they don't usually get to see young people at a nursing home uh you know they get to meet new people get to hear decent singing (laughs) You know, Christmas caroling is only as good as you can get, um, and uh, it it was just a time where they where they could have fun and and leave the monotony of older life, especially at a nursing home. Hundred percent. So uh, that was one of the venues, kind of venues you found success success at. Yes. Uh, coffee houses. Did you ever uh, perform at local coffee houses at all? A few of those, um, and this is where this might sound bad, but. They, they generally, they have a very small budget. Mm. There are a few exceptions to that. And, and when uh, 2013 came and we, we went full time into music, that suddenly became a big consideration. So there, there are a few of those that we've played at, but not, not nearly so much as other. Yeah, giving us free coffee doesn't pay the electric bill. Right, yeah. <laughs> so hey, It's a plus, at least it's some sort of plus. <laughs> but the, yeah, there have been some very good ones. And, and what's nice about a, a situation like that is you can go in there. You're probably the feature artist. So mm-hmm. they're there to, I mean, mm-hmm. the folks are there because that's, that's the, the family at the coffee house, that community there. But there's a, a sense of, wow, you're like a rock star a little bit. And it, it, that's a really fun feeling when you get to go, and especially us as songwriters, we, we would, at a place like that, be very free to play predominantly our own music, mm-hmm. which is a big deal to us. That's, that's our heart, is to play our music for folks and have them be blessed. And, and you can be really upfront about, you know, this is how you get right with the Lord through Jesus Christ. This is, this is who we are. You can be really upfront and, and blunt with that stuff in, a, in a, a venue like that. You don't even have to worry, like, am I going to offend someone in a bar or, you know, because you always have to know what your room is that mm-hmm. you're in. So yeah, those those are very rewarding. There's just not a lot of them. It, it helps too that most, especially around here, most Christian or most coffee houses are owned by and run by Christians. Yes, it, uh, I'm sure that helps a lot. That helps a whole bunch. Yes, it does. Um, so did you guys ever plan uh, a gig with a through message like a, like almost like a sermon but like music style in mind? Because some, for example. 
one of my old churches used to uh, incorporate the songs with the sermon that was going on. Oh yeah. So in uh, for a lot of Christian concerts, they'll do the same thing where where they have like a main theme and then all their songs will be related to that main theme. Did you guys ever plan one of those out for any of those uh, smaller, more Christian settings? Many, many, many. In fact, that's our preferred way to work is to. Uh, create say if you have an hour of block of time then then half of that will be uh, just songs that are around amplifying your theme but then the other half hour is music and what we love to do is you know make a sermon point play a song that exemplifies that make another sermon point play another song and really make it uh, actually weave it all together we really enjoy that that's it's a really it's a very different way of, of presenting what you're trying to do rather than just not say just, I mean, a standard Sunday morning is, is typically in most churches is a time of worship at the beginning. You take care of church business mm-hmm. and then you have the message and the dismissal. And it's completely un- unrelated sometimes. Yeah. So to actually weave it all together it is and make it almost a little theatrical is, is, is actually a very satisfying too. Well, we did that every third Sunday. At a at retirement the, community. In, yeah. In Camp Hill. Every third Sunday morning. We would do the actual service for them and that's exactly what we did. That's a, that's for a lot years. of fun. It's one, uh, I have really bad ADHD. Um, and uh, one thing that always annoyed me about church was that it was so suit and tie, sit still. And when I was, well, when I was a kid, I went to like a Pentecostal church. So everybody was up and around, mm. running around. And, you know, there was piano playing while the preacher was teaching. And it, it was a lot of fun. Um, but as I grew older, it I went to like a Methodist church. And the Methodist church is almost uh catholic in the way they run things mm-hmm. where it's a very set uh not to say that the theology is catholic but the 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 sermon is very much regimented in their uh they're called methodist for a reason <laughs> 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 the only the best part about methodism is that they usually eat afterwards so hey uh so that's a lot of fun but um yeah there was a lot of sitting sit, sitting still or having grandma bop you upside the head if you don't and um as it it's something that frustrates me. It's not that I don't like going to church, but I wish there was more of that aspect. Is that it? I feel like that just in, in increases the engagement for everybody else as well. Because church should be an interactive uh, experience for sure. Whether it, whether it be uh, lecture is is can be interactive. Uh, sermons there, there's a time and a place for telling people, hey. This is a problem. We need to fix it. But there, and there's also a time and place like, hey, look, look at this wonderful story of how God transformed this this person, whether it be Jonah, whether it be Elijah, whether it be uh, one of the disciples, the Zacharias, the taxpayer. Look how God worked in these people's lives. And we're going to portray that through this song or this hymn or like sight and sound is one of, I feel like one of the best sermons you could ever sit through. I believe that. Yeah. Um, I, I really wish church churches embraced that more often um so have you guys ever thought about uh what do you guys think about science sound there's controversial opinions a little bit oh i did not know that well, well there's some people who think that the only the only worship songs you can sing are from the psalms and that's it you can't create your own stuff okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's 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 it, you know, there's a million and five denominations, and that that happens to be one of them. Where okay. the only worship, uh, the only worship music you guys are allowed to sing, or or they are willing to sing, is the Psalms. 
I literally never knew that till right now. So really? I learned something today. Yeah, I, I uh, I've things like that. I I just try not to get too. Uh, caught, up in. caught up in, pay too much attention to because I came up, in fact, this is a great time to talk about this. I came up, we came up during the eighties, the seventies and eighties worship wars. right? And, except that's it. And I hadn't ever heard them called that, but yes, it was, there was a worship war going on. And, and I went to a, a church like you described very straight laced, very orderly, you know, hair doesn't touch the collar. <laughs> well, mine did. And oh, I, yeah. I was out to actually, I got a little bit of an attitude, you know, can't believe that hardly, but I got an attitude that said, I can be a good Christian and I can have long hair. Mm. And turns out that, yeah, I, I at least had the long hair. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, there was a time when, you know, listening to the music that we were listening to was, was not accepted in our, in our churches. So I just sort of made up my mind back then, this is what God's calling me to do. And he's saying, this is okay for me to do. And that's what I'm going to do. And if somebody else has a different way of doing it, well, then God bless you. But don't force it on me. Mm. So that's ever since that, it's like, okay, you're, you're telling me something I just would never have really paid attention to because so many people, I have friends that in their church, they don't have any instrumentation. It's only oh, yeah. vocals. And it's, I didn't know that either until last year talking to this don't, man don't so do any worship at all some don't exactly so wherever wherever god leads your conscience i think scripture is pretty clear on that with things that aren't obvious that he's made a commandment about do what god's telling you to do yeah and it's not like it's, it's a question of if you're if you're saved or not right that, that is something that that we love to discuss students here at lpc okay. uh like tertiary and secondary doctrinal issues um like whether whether or not it's okay to work on the Sabbath, like mm. stuff like that, mm -hmm. uh, that doesn't really affect your salvation at all, but it's just a fun little exercise to talk about, like, or, uh, predestination or not right. stuff, kind of stuff that in the ultimate end of things doesn't really matter as long as you, you know, believe in Christ, repent and be baptized. And that's pretty much it. You're saved. Um, some people add more to that and subtract from that. But if you believe in Jesus Christ, well, if, if you just to clarify there, if, if you are trusting his death on the cross, yes, one hundred percent and nothing that you do. Right. And you say, yes, I want that free gift. And you sincerely mean that. And you and you're tired of your sin and you're willing to get to, to do your best to follow what the Lord tells you to do after that moment. That's it. That's all yep. it takes. And all of the other stuff, those secondary. Like, secondary, tertiary, whatever issues, that's what they are. That is the only thing, because if you can get, if you get all your doctrine right, but you miss the if free miss, gift of salvation, then you've missed everything mm -hmm. for eternity. And that would break my heart. So yeah, I, that's, I really try not to, we try not to get into those controversial things too much. It doesn't matter. Because it really doesn't matter. <laughs> that's good. So um, what are some of the considerations you had to take when you performed at a secular uh, venue? Granted, there are plenty of secular songs that are not Christ-like whatsoever. Uh, what were some of those uh, things you had to think about while you were performing? Like, what's your, what's your boundaries for songs? Oh. Well, I'll tell them. She doesn't like to talk a lot. But yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, basically our rule is it can be any secular song and any song that by that, I mean any song that doesn't explicitly mention God, as long as it doesn't, as far as we can tell, violate or 
violate scripture or promote anything that's sinful. So you guys could perform Eye at the Tiger and be completely fine with that. But we could not play the, the Sinatra song My Way. Yes. Because we have been requested to do that and we will not because there are things in there that that whole song is about doing, not it, my way. doing it my way. And my way it's gets me to hell. Yes. Correct. It's, it's very interesting. <laughs> so that, that's pretty much the funnel that it, every song has to fit through. It's, it's, so so uh, if anyone ever suggested something to you, you couldn't, or you, I would say, I'm assuming, that you wouldn't perform it immediately. You would have to like research it a little bit. Well, if, if we didn't know the song at all, yeah, we, we would definitely fair. have to, yeah. yeah, I mean, we would definitely have to, to uh, research it and, and, and pray about it in some cases because sometimes mm-hmm. it's a thin line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, uh, even today with some, some of the worship music that comes up today, like uh, one thing that comes to mind is Reckless Love by Corey Asbury. Mm-hmm. There's this whole controversial, it's like, well, is God's love reckless? Is that, does that make sense for God to be reckless? Uh, in that kind of aspect, that's one of some mm. some of the some even even uh, new wine. Have you ever heard that song from Hillsong? Maybe if I not by the title. Um, it's it says that you're making new wine out of me, and it uh, draws off of like the uh, the story of the of the wine sacks that mm-hmm. Christ Christ. Uh, but it's a little controversial because it is is. is is that only applicable to that situation or is that applicable to us? Or are they taking that out of context? Cause that, that can be dangerous too. Absolutely. It can be. Do you guys ever uh, have to say no to worship songs because they, in, in your mind, defy scripture? I, I don't know that we've had, we've come up against that so much. I, Am I we, any? no, we, we usually, if we're doing worship, we pick our own Typically. songs. Mm. And like when we write new songs, we have um, a co- like a committee mm-hmm. of people that come and hear it before we record them to see if we've said anything that would like be unscriptural or not right. Let's talk about that. That's, that sounds interesting. Uh, one of the songs I had written um, was called uh, I Will Bend My Knee. It's the idea of bending the bending knee to God. And uh, instead of God, I used the term Yahweh, mm-hmm. and I wasn't sure if Yahweh referenced the the Father, the the Son, or the Spirit, or if it was just all of them together. So that was something I had to go to my Bible professors and be like, "Listen, <laughs> I don't know what what because it, it's it's not very clear. It's just the ter- it's just being termed used as Yahweh, but sometimes it's used plural, sometimes it's used singular, and." You never Hebrew is such an old language. You don't know anything anymore at this point. It's just all speculation. Um, so that was one thing I had to uh, talk to like legitimate scholars about. What is it like for the song process for you guys? Well, sort of along the same line, um, we'll we'll create the music. We'll we'll uh, we start out with like we talked about. We hammer it out. We get it where we think it needs to be. And then we'll play it several times so that it's just smooth and we don't have to think about it so much. Mm. Then we'll involve other folks, uh, two of which are pastors. That's so it's good. You know, that's that's a, a nice thing. <laughs> and then that's exactly what we do is we play the song and we feed them too. So feed. oh yeah, that, that <laughs> yeah, helps. We us. feed them for 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 their time. So they'll they'll come and some other folks will come, and and that's what they do. And and their job is to listen to that batch of songs 
and take notes. Is there anything mm. that you thought was really good, really not good? Even to, is it arranged properly? Is, is the ride right? So mm. all of that is involved because all of that, you know, whether the song is up-tempo, down, if it's big here and then small here, that's all a message. That's all part of... It's part of the story. It's part of that story, absolutely. So, you know, you can, you can, you can mess it up just by playing the wrong, the wrong size of the song or, or having it arranged incorrectly. So yeah, our process is similar to that. We we have, yeah, what's to say wisdom? There's wisdom in many counselors in Scripture. So if you can involve some people like you have here, you at, at the college, you have a wealth of folks that mm-hmm. you can you can take and and do exactly what you did, and you know that that's awesome. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun because there was you know different opinions from everywhere, but the the consensus was that yes, it, it does mean Father, Son, and Holy. Spirit. It means like the Trinity in general. Right. Uh, that was the consensus that I consensus that i got um that is uh super interesting um because you you had mentioned uh even the tempo because you can make a lick that's that if it's fast it sounds like it's funk but if it's slowed down it, it turns into country rock right and it and it completely two different feelings and genres uh and to completely change the message of the song um What's it like to do you guys do lyrics first or chord progressions first, then add lyrics to it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, that's the most succinct answer I've ever heard right there. Yes. That's the answer I often do get. Oh, what's your, what's the preferred way? Is there one? No. Just however it comes. Sometimes it's three in the morning and Lord, I'm grateful for this music that you just gave me, but you could have given it to me in three hours. <laughs> But he doesn't. He gives it to you then. So you you get up, you go over to the studio, and you, you get the you get the germ of it down, and then and then hopefully go back to sleep. Sometimes not. See, you guys have more willpower than I do because at this point, if 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 an idea comes to me, I'm like, I'll get to it in the morning. <laughs> and then it's not there. And anymore. it's not there anymore. Yep. And it, and that's that's the sad life of the musician. Yes. Um. I I've gotten used to. Uh. Although I don't like to. I I uh, have my phone next to me when I when I go to bed. So oftentimes, whenever I come, if I wake up and just this idea is just seared in my brain, I'm just like, "All right, fine," and I'll I'll just record it quickly into my phone and then go to sleep. Yeah. Um, although I don't like to do that because typically when I have to wake up, uh, if I'm not up and standing, I'm staying in bed. There's no yeah, chance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is that is nice though. I've done that too. You can sing it, whatever, and say this is the piano part. You know, it's uh, do this over the four chord, and then a three mm-hmm. minor, whatever you need to do. You can give yourself the instructions, as long as if as long as we give ourselves that, when it's when the morning comes, that then you've got oh okay, and you can you can get back into where you were with it, generally. So, what are some of the, some of the more helpful tips? Like, because sometimes you're driving, sometimes you're taking a shower when that happens. Sometimes there's a multitude of scenarios in which these happen. What? We always have this. Always, I. When I was your age, I drove box trucks for a living, mm. and that was a long time ago. And there are many. There's probably a box of lyrics somewhere in the basement that are all written all like this because I was literally going down the road driving my thirty foot box truck while I was trying to write these things. That's probably so not smart. It, I'm sure it was not, but it's <laughs> it's so long ago. Hopefully, I don't think they can fire me anymore since I don't work for them. Right. But you could definitely have a pen and a paper. I know it's old school for for the younger folks, but it works best. Pen and a paper is the best. 
you can't have a battery burn out. It, it doesn't die. It yeah, we just, were just talking about it. We were just talking about that. Uh, <laughs> that my uh, phone, uh, the charger port got all messed up, so it won't take in a charger anymore. And that there goes all of my notes and everything. That, yeah. Yep. That's not good. Not, That's no, not good. No, no, so, not at all. So don't be afraid to go old school. Um, definitely, if you do have your phone with you, I, I think every phone on the planet can record audio and or video. So just you're going to hit the button and start doing what you need to do and hit the button when you're done. And then you have that, that you know it's done. You can rest. Yeah. So uh, talking about um, jobs, you guys do this full time now. Right. What was it like switching over from having a part-time job or another full-time job and having this as kind of like a hobby and then doing it to like full-time job? Well, this is one of our favorite God stories. It was scary. It was scary, (laughs) but it was awesome. 2013, we were at a point where we had been working on our business for about two years and we were at the point where we could not book any more shows because I ran a business and she had a, a corporate job. So there, there just literally was no more time, let alone energy. They just, there was no time. And we were at a point where I knew we were going to have to do something. And I thought, well, we're going to, you know what, we'll, we'll down the road, we'll, we'll check into that. Right. Cause I had my, you know, we'll just shove it off a little bit. Well, um, June the 13th of 2013, about 10 in the morning, my wife calls me and says, they gave me a box and five minutes and said, thank you for your 23 years of service. Get your stuff and and head on out. Mm -hmm. And that was the end. She said, they just downsized me. And literally the first word out of my mouth, what was it? Good. And she said, good. I said, yes, good, because Mm -hmm. we were stuck where we were, and now God opened it up so we we can take music and move it forward. So it was pretty much just decided that day that we were gonna just see what happened, just shoot for it and see what happened. And uh, was your business that you're running the Sweet Life Project? No. Yeah. No, you had the cell phone business. Oh, 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 my my business. Yes. Yeah, I had actually. I was at uh, different flea markets and and had a cellular accessory business. So I may have been able to help you with your phone that died at one time, but one not time. anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's that's so uh, interesting. It's always weird how God works in literally mysterious ways. Yeah. Um, well, it was super scary because all our insurance and benefits right. and everything was through my job. So we had none of that. Yeah, that's that's my next question is where do you get where do you get all that? Uh, it, do you just have to buy it on your own or mm-hmm. is that I'm sure that's complex. Mm-hmm. It, it is complex. <laughs> and that's why you, you have a one of my best friends is a financial counselor. And uh, we were on the phone with him a lot for a long time. So we, we have a team around us of people that, that, that do the things that we're bad at. So what, what are um, like top three things you need to have if you want to do music for a full-time job? You mentioned the teams. Uh, what mm-hmm. does that include? Does that include, I, I assume that includes like some sort of financial advisor, like you said, or mm-hmm. accountant, uh, some sort of agent to find, maybe find some places to gig at. But I, like I said, we don't have that. We don't have that. Tell, tell I, me what you got. Uh, I, I am the agent. I'm, I'm the, the booking agent. I am the promotional manager. I am the president of the corporation. Uh, that's one thing I do recommend is, is look into incorporating. It's really not that hard. It's not very expensive and it protects you as, as a person. If something bad happens at a, at a gig, you know, somebody gets hurt or whatever, then we're, we're, we have insurance set up specifically for that. 
and we're we're more protected that way, and and so are the the venue and and all the folks around you. So really, just have your financial house in order the best you can is a huge one. Um, get out of debt. Just oh, yeah. do anything like that that you can do because the the less debt you have, the the safer you are. The the easier the it will be. Yeah, the good. less stressful it will be to, sure. to try to do that. Make sure you have a prayer team. Mm. Mm. What's it like to build a prayer team? Uh, that's actually pretty simple. You just find a find two to six people that you really respect and you know are really walking close with the Lord and doing their best to be with Him every day, and, and who then, believe in what you're doing, and who believe in what you're doing, and and ask them to pray for you. And ideally, they'll probably be the same people that are on your your song review committee. That's in, do you think? Uh, I've never heard of a song review committee. Okay. Do you think I, like these these uh, what your guys are doing is completely foreign to me or new to okay. me. Uh, so I'm really interested in hearing more about like, what's it like to incorporate yourselves? Like what does that, you had said that it protects you financially from these things. What, is, how, like how do you guys have to get a lawyer? Do you guys have to oh. do all that? Like that sounds really complicated to me. It's, it's, it takes time if you don't know what you're doing, but it's really not. Um, we, we used a, a company. I don't know if we can mention company names on here, but, but it, it, it has to do with... The, if it's in a positive light, then... Oh, yeah, cool. yeah. It has to do with legal things, and, and, and they, they Zoom. So they're, they're very good at... Uh, you just you can either call them up or just do it online, and, and it's a very simple thing. And our accountant, too. And our accountant is really, really good, and our financial advisor is really, really good at, at helping with those things. Uh, John Simpkins... He's awesome. And one one thing I I learned recently about like recently as in like a few hours ago, from <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, my other job was that uh, financial typically financial advisors don't run off like a per hour. Uh, right. They run off commission, kind exactly. of like. So it's like whatever money you make, they make they they take a percentage of. So it's really not that expensive to get a financial advisor at all. It's you literally don't have to pay them. Besides, it it's they make their own money essentially. Right. So it, it's, that's one thing that kind of blew my mind. I was like, oh, well, I'm going to get a financial advisor ASAP because I, being young, now is the time to like start investing and building, oh. building wealth. You uh, have no idea. Oh, I don't. Yeah. And that's why I want to start now. <laughs> uh, I'm just learning how to budget. Uh, one of my friends, one of my uh, church, the church financial advisor is going to, uh, is going to teach me. She's awesome and helped me with my taxes when I had, you know, four W twos, a ten ninety nine, and mm-hmm. all these other things that I just can't be bothered to. Yeah, you know, zoom right uh-huh. over my head, and it's it's not my my plate at all. So I yeah. So if if anyone's listening out there and uh, they want to get into finances and investing, get yourself a financial advisor. It's literally it's you got to find the right person. Yes. Granted. Yes. One thing I, I I heard was that a lot of a lot of them serve the upper class way better than they do the middle class. So you got to find somebody who will serve uh, whatever class you're in the best. Right. And that's any industry. You're going to have people that spe- that specify who their, what their, their strength is and who they're, they're called to work with. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you find that person or those people. And really with that sort of a team, you're going to go way for what's the saying. If you want to go fast, go alone. You want to go far, go together. Yeah. So you really do want to have those folks because there are days when it's very discouraging to do this when, when you're okay. Suddenly, you know, there's this 
this virus somewhere in the world and, and suddenly all of our shows went away. Well, mm-hmm. what do we do now? And, and to not have anybody with you to help you up or is, to support you is very, very hard. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, one of the strangest things, uh, to see granted, this hasn't been the first time, at least in my life that, uh, everything kind of went haywire. Everything went really haywire during the 20, 2008 to, to 2011 mm-hmm. spaces with uh, Occupy Wall Street, the mm-hmm. housing market crash. Uh, we actually lost our house in that. Uh, but that's a whole other God story and a half um, where um, my my grandmother just out of the blue one day was like, I want to move closer to my, to my daughter. So she moves from Pittsburgh to Maryland, uh, D- Delaware area. And right after, it seems almost, to, to me as a kid, it seemed like almost right after that, we lost our house. And mm-hmm. now we're... but. We can be with my grandmother now, um, so incredible God story, but incredible hardship as well. Uh, granted, as a kid, I didn't really know what was going on. I was just like, "Oh, we're moving to Grandma's house, yay!" Uh, but you know, it, you you still, I knew what was going on, mm-hmm. financial troubles and all that stuff, and uh, it's really crazy how small that seems now when we're dealing with what we're what we dealt with in uh 2020 and 2001 where literally you can't go anywhere not because you don't have the money to but because you aren't allowed to Mm -hmm. uh so what was that uh actually we'll we'll save the conversation for later i'm more i'm more curious about the incorporated and (laughs) i didn't get to finish the questions i wanted on that sure uh so what is the process of incorporating? Is it going into the, the government? Is it finding some business? Oh, my. Uh, this is really outside of my strength. That's why I let other people do it. Um, but basically, you just you create this little corporation and name it whatever you want, and then it becomes its own thing, and then you put all, like, like all of the like your equipment and you know, as much as you want, your car and whatever, you put that all into this corporation, into this entity, and then if something bad happens... You're you're protected, you know. Like they, if they someone can't come back and take your house, they can't come back and take your house. Gotcha. They, so it's like liability protection. Very much. Thank you. See, that's I but, don't even know how to say it right. Yeah, you, you. There's a couple ways you can do that, like with an LLC and an corporation and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Our accountant told us what was best for us. Right. Right. And then, then we did it. Then you just do it. You sign a bunch of paperwork they put in front of you and. And there you go. So, um, what? Because getting an accountant, I'm, I'm assuming that's paid by the hour. That's that can be a little pricier. Yeah, yeah. Depending on what you're doing. So, with that in mind, do you guys have? Do you, did you guys have to like set a rate for yourselves, or? Because a lot of musicians, they will, they won't play for anything less than 150, oh, or oh. they, they, they will, they will charge fifty dollars an hour for their service, or et cetera, et cetera, right. stuff like yeah, that. Do you guys? Have- we set have, your own rate. Oh yeah, yeah, we definitely have pricing like that, and and it's people will come up all the time. What do you charge? It's very hard to just tell you that because, you know, I've got to find out. Is it in another city, four hours away? Mm-hmm. Is it is it literally around the corner? How long do you want us to play? What type of event is it? What's is it a big event where we need to card extra speakers? There's a lot that goes into that. But yeah, you you sort of develop a, a formula after a while. So do you have like a spreadsheet that's like, okay, if it's a small event, literally around the corner, uh, it's like 200 bucks. Just not to say that's what your price is. Right. But. Yeah. We have like minimums like that for each scenario. And, and we, you know, that's, that'll be what we, 
And what we'll do is we'll sort of set a range and say, this is what we would like to get, but you know, depending on the, what, yeah, if there's yeah. whatever the circumstance is, if there's something where we can, we can change that a little bit and, and we'll try to work with you, you know, we, you, you have to be flexible too. Right. That's, yeah. There's, it, it's, it's what, what I've learned, uh, having been to New York city more times than I'd like to be, uh, that everything is negotiable. Uh-huh. You, like street vendors, I've I've heckled down a T-shirt from twenty bucks to five bucks because that's what really what they're worth. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was what you got to do when you you know when you're you're poor in New York City, you got to have a shirt. It's like I'm not gonna pay twenty dollars for a shirt. I'm gonna heckle this down to to what I can get. Um, because you know it's, everything is overpriced in a half in yes. New York City. Um, it's. It's always interesting. That's something I'm learning currently is to set my own rate as a composer, arranger, and stuff like that. It's like, well, uh, I'm an amateur, but also, I'm also I've been told I'm really good. <laughs> so what does that mean for me? Because with experience, you can build that price up. Yes. And, and in regards to price, if you're paying to – if you're uh, lowballing yourself, uh, people aren't going to buy your business because it – and because it because to them it's going to be cheap, not worth not worth the idea. But if you right. overball yourself, people are going to be like, "Well, that's just over expensive for for the experience you're going to get." Right. Well, one of the m- most important questions you ask at the beginning is, "What's your budget? Mm. What is your mm. budget?" And what? then we can tell like what they're thinking. You know, they may think be thinking, "Well, can you come for twenty bucks?" Or, you know, our budget's five hundred. Can you work with that? Mm. Yeah, that's a pretty wide spread. <laughs> but yeah, but, well, I mean, we've had both. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, and it's good because uh, the musicians mm-hmm. I talk to, this is completely out of their mindset that they're not okay. even thinking about this. Uh, even though they do this for a full time, this is not a. You know, some some people take it seriously, some people really don't, and um and that's that can be problematic sometimes when all of a sudden COVID comes in and shuts down literally everything, everything. in regards to music. And you have to figure out, uh, how am I going to pay rent? <laughs> how am I going to pay off these student loans that I might still have? How am mm-hmm. I going to pay for my for gas now that I'm not getting any money? Um, how Because literally, the life of a musician is their car Yeah, in mm-hmm. a lot of aspects. Um, so how, how am I going to deal with paying off a car? How am I going to pay off of dealing with this? What are uh, some of the budget items that that people don't really expect to have because one of them for me was uh movies okay. <laughs> like going out to see movies like entertainment uh what was some of the some of the things for you that really surprised you of how much you're spending money on well i think to just i'll, I'll answer that in a second but mm-hmm. i think the thing to remember is you you said it just a second ago some people this is just a side thing mm-hmm. other people this is your dream if it's your dream Anything that financially gets in the way, be ruthless. Sorry, movies, if you're serious about your career, movies are probably out. Maybe, I don't know if you're going once a week, maybe once every two months. Uh, We rarely, yeah, (laughs) even when we're traveling, uh, we're we're going in in three weeks or something, we're going up to Potter County, almost in New York State, Mm -hmm. to do a Christian festival up there. And we're going to pack our own food mm-hmm. because it's crazy. We, we go into the grocery store every Friday and we know what we're getting. We know the pricing. And then you go and look at a fast food menu and it's seriously, that's how much you're charging because we know that we could get sometimes 
four or five times that amount of food. So one of the ways that we made it was that we cut all that stuff out and she really took over on the cooking and she spends, spends a lot, sometimes a large part of your day doing that. Not everybody ever has that time. And I get that. Or that ability. Or that ability. But you'd be surprised how much ability you can, you can get when you, you just, <laughs> when you have to. Yeah. And you'd be amazed how much time suddenly gets freed up when you're, when you're not spending time doing those other things. Maybe you have, uh, you know, streaming services. Do you mm-hmm. have Netflix mm-hmm. and Hulu and all those? We I'm sorry. We got rid of all of that stuff. Um, yeah. Well, we kept our satellite TV, but that's just because that was like the only splurge we had pretty much. <laughs> But yeah, but we got rid it of way, way down. We pared it way, way, way down as much as we could. Um, you know, at the grocery store, be super smart there. Mm. And uh, I don't think we could have done it if she hadn't hadn't been really been able, been willing to get really good at those things. So whatever you need to do, just that's the main question: is is this a hobby or is this like a real deal? If this is a real deal for me, then I'm going to be merciless with anything that gets in the way anything it doesn't matter what it is so fast food was definitely one of those things for you guys oh yeah yeah getting we, out yeah we don't uh we just don't do that very we didn't that much anyway but we, but it was more often before mm-hmm. we're we probably a tenth of what we used to do maybe once we were every on the roads weeks. all the time mm-hmm. it, so w- we were on the road so it was just easy to yeah you find a wendy's oh i'm hungry let's go let's go eat get a $5 biggie bag or whatever. Exactly. But then, then I think part of it for us too was there's a, this sort of off the subject a little bit, but it made it easier for us because a lot of those fast food corporations and other big corporations have, have taken turns in the last five, six years politically, um, socially, and have embraced things and, and are taking the money that we're giving them and, and using, using it for ungodly causes. And that makes it really easy to just say, you know nope. what? Bye-bye. <laughs> Yeah, not to mention that it's not healthy at all for you it's, at all. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally only out of convenience, and uh, yeah, that that's something I wish or I had thought of. I, we had thought I had done a road trip in November, and that is one thing that uh, we definitely should have done. We spent so much more money than we could have ever. Granted, we did want to go out to like the local restaurant scene, and mm-hmm. because uh, going. How are you going to visit Nashville or Chicago without visiting some of their famous restaurants? 100%. You know what I mean? But um, a lot of our money was spent going to McDonald's, and we could have just literally have made a PB&J for, for cents on the dollar, effectively. Yes. Um, this is one of the things I'm learning very much now as a, as a graduated college student. It's like, oh, I actually need food, and food's expensive. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go to, like, BB's has been. Uh, have you guys ever heard of that BB's outlet? No, where's that one? Uh, there's one in Quarryville, I believe. Okay. Uh, granted, it's a little bit of a trek, but I got four these? boxes of macaroni and cheese for twenty five cents each. There you go. So it's uh, you know, granted, you have to look at the at, at the. It's like one of the um, like uh, if stuff gets beat up or mm-hmm. improperly packaged, it's where that's where it goes. So the date you have to look at the dates. Mm-hmm. However. Uh, I was gonna. I was willing to eat four boxes of macaroni and cheese within like a month. So, so for it, a buck. For a buck. That's all right. And you get cake mix for a buck. And yep. I got uh, some of these are really good products that that you would be like, at Walmart this costs five dollars, but I can get four of these for two dollars here. And it's, it's shopping smart has been definitely one of the things I've 
had to uh, learn as not, not only a musician, but just as a person in general. Right. With food prices going bonkers and and uh, inflation causing all sorts of problems. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely learning how to shop smart and YouTube has been a gigantic help. I was going to mention that. Yeah. Figure out, uh, figure out how to, first off, how to cook. Second off, uh, what to, how to budget. Yes. Um, that's something I'm learning and, uh, it's, it's a lot. There's stuff that you know, you never really think about. Um, thank God for, I have, I, I have my, uh, business with PNC and their app tracks all of my purchases Mm. And it separates it into different. Like I spent this much on gas, this percentage on gas, this percentage on entertainment, this percentage on, uh, you know, like housing and such. And oh my gosh, the amount of stuff! I didn't realize I was going to see movies every, every like weekend or whatever. Yeah, it really and when it you can up. see it, it does add up, and and you feel it. <laughs> and, and how old are you? I'm only 22. So you're 22. If you saved five dollars a week. Right, exactly. Five bucks a week, in in like thirty years. I don't I, I don't do the math very well, but you would have hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, at that point, yeah. Was, I was <laughs> so, I was every time I look at it, I was like, it, literally, I would have a, I would be a thousand dollars richer if I just didn't see those yeah. movies, <laughs> or if I, if I didn't you know go to that go to that concert, which I could have just seen YouTube videos about. Granted, there are some concerts that I I I would have gone to regardless. Well, see, that's like a sweet life one, right? Like a sweet life one for sure. <laughs> but that's that's the other side of it is too. If you can prioritize and say, mm-hmm. okay, I you, you need one splurge. You, yes, you need to do because if you set up a situation where it's like on a diet where I'm never going to eat chocolate cake again, yes, you are. <laughs> so <laughs> be realistic with yourself at least. Right. So find out what you value. And then, and then, then you can you can plan that and, and build that in because that's your thing to look forward to. That's your reward for doing all the other, the hard cutting and slashing that you have to do. And this isn't just financially either. This is, you know, am, am I what am I doing with my time? Mm. Am I spending, who am I hanging out with? Who am I hanging out with? You know, are, are these people are they do they fit through the funnel? Are they going to help me with what I'm doing here or not? I'm sorry if they're not. They got to go. Yeah, that's. Yeah. That's been a thing I've learned uh, recently because you make so many, you know, you have your, like your three stages of life friends, your high school friends and mm-hmm. your college friends and then your adult work friends, uh, like in that kind of s- circle. Um, at least that's what I've read. Uh, and the amount of high school friends I've just had to like, listen, I don't have time to <laughs> to hang out with you or to, to you know, because oftentimes the drama drama of high school falls follows into it at least that's what i've seen it falls into adulthood it's like listen i'm older than that i'm it, it, i gotta I, and besides you're three hours away at this point i only hang out with one of my uh main high school friends and she's just been the best person ever so i, I definitely make time for her but for college friends you gotta listen i'll, I'll hang out with you like maybe a month once once a month or maybe once two months but we can't be going out every single Friday night because I have to do stuff. I got to pay bills. I got to play music. I get Friday night's a horrible night because that's my gigs are mostly nights. It's uh, incredible the amount of almost like politicking you have to do to uh, socially, that is, uh, to make time for your business, to make time for uh, your life. 
because if you don't do it now, it's, it's you're gonna miss out. And that was one of the things I, I'm I had to learn uh, starting this podcast. Like if I don't start it now, I'm missing out on all this opportunity, uh, future opportunity. Right. So if I, if I don't start building now, I'm gonna have less to start with. Um, we're ending our we're kind of wrap our uh, ending our time on the radio. So I'd love to get some of your songs in. Oh, great! Uh, to play for the radio. The first one I have up is the first song I that kind of greeted me when I went to your page. Uh, that's SweetLifeMusic.com, which was One Sunday Morning. Right. Do you want to talk to me through that? Uh, what was the process behind that? Uh, sure. It's it's a song basically about having a church family and what it's like to go on Sunday morning to a church service. Um, the the really cool thing is for you listeners, you you don't know this, but the way we met Corey was he we uh, reached out or he reached out, I forget. No, you re- you guys reached out to me. Well, we reached yeah. out to you because we're industrious like that, and uh, he actually came to our Easter Sunday service that we were playing the music at, and its song works on a, any Sunday morning, but especially Easter. Yeah, Easter it worked really well for the the sunrise service to sing this song, and as that's pretty much what it's about. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with that said, this is uh, one Sunday morning from uh, Sweet Life Music. Well, the singer sang, the preacher preached, and God came down to meet with each who, with lifted hearts, would bid Him come and stay. The people sat the plate but found their debts already paid they all went out to fill the world with praise one sunday morning one sunday morning one sunday morning the stone was rolled away one sunday morning one sunday morning one sunday morning the stone was rolled away our sins and bow our heads we lift our hearts and bid him come and stay sinners kneel and stand redeemed believers shed their disbelief they all go out to fill the world with praise one sunday morning one sunday morning one sunday morning he rolled the stone away one sunday morning one Sunday morning, one Sunday morning, he rolled the stone away. This is definitely one of my uh, favorite songs that I've heard from you guys. Um, it's it just makes me happy. <laughs> um, and it, well, it's, 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 I've heard a lot of original music, 
um doing this podcast and uh and just you know being with friends that write their own worship songs and some some people focus i think too much on the the spectacle versus the song itself um and that that's a whole conversation within the church industry today was are you having a concert or are you having a worship service yes <laughs> and, and that's that's one of the bigger problems that we see within Christianity today. It's all about do we have the the laser lights? Do we have the fog machines? The, or versus do we just have foundational preaching? You know, which is one of the core aspects of the church. It doesn't matter. Uh, God is going to work with or without the stage lights, and without the uh, you know whatever uh, without the electric guitar without whatever and i really appreciate how uh broken down your because it's just you your voices and a guitar not even a drum set right it's just it's just as simple as it's like it's a campfire song oh setting you know what i mean someone brings a guitar sure. and they start singing like campfire songs almost that's what it's growing up in boy scouts at least that's what it reminds me of well it was just easier we had a band before and it was like murder just trying to get everybody on board to book a gig this way somebody calls we check our calendar and we can say yes or no right away yeah we're married so yeah it's that's, what I was saying. That's, that's probably probably <laughs> the best things about being married is like well i don't have to double check i i know her schedule just as well as i know mine that's it yeah that's that's gotta that's gotta be a, a wonderful thing uh, that's something i'm having trouble with a lot now is coordinating uh right people to get together and granted uh that was one of the things starting to one of the main questions i get well what, do you guys do you have a regular time the schedule's like nobody has a regular time whatsoever <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> uh you know for the theater people it's you can't you can't do anything thursday friday saturday or sometimes whole weeks when they have tech week right for gigs it's like mornings so i was like okay i can have my mornings free on the weekdays and then afternoon and evenings on the weekends. But even that's like, uh, that's, that's hard for a lot of people because people are doing this literally 24 seven and making it their life. Right. Uh, and there is not a lot of time in the world. That's true. Um, so it, it's, it's been a lot of fun trying to figure that out and become organized. I'm not a very organized person, despite what my people might believe. It was just uh, when I start. When, the only time I ever used a calendar app on my phone was when I started this, because like, okay, oh, I have to actually remember something now. Yeah. Um. Or because otherwise, I was pretty good. Like with some people I've met, they have to put in their uh, class schedules, and I was like. Do you just not remember your normal class schedules? No. <laughs> That's uh, no for for most of us creative types, she's way better at that than I am at being organized, but I've I've learned so much from you over the years. I really she yeah, my my goal is to be more like her and That's and I'll, I'll be all right. But yeah, organization is also key. That's you know, you were asking like things that are important for musicians. Be early. Be yes. That was that was one thing that was instilled in me in Scouts was that you're not on time unless you're early. You are. And you if, must be early. Yeah. And you must always say thank you, um, and say it too much because mm -hmm. most people are not grateful. In in my experience in the music industry, people well, sure. are are not grateful, or at least they're not very good at showing that gratitude. And we have gotten so far 
by being grateful and making that very plain to people and, and doing our best to respect people and respect their time um, and respect what they do and, and make sure they know that because if you just do that simple thing, you're going to be 95%. Everybody else is going to be below you. You're going to be in the top five crust just like that. Oh, absolutely. And some of the venues I've been talking to was like, uh, like for AMT Theater, which mm-hmm. is coming on in a few in a few weeks, the director of operations there, they were like, yeah, our, the musicians that come here, they're also like a uh, Christian-owned facility, if mm-hmm. you didn't know that. Oh. Um, uh, they put on some really good acts. Actually. They had Chicago the past week or so. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, yeah. And uh, so one, one of the things that they were talking about was like, yeah, all the musicians love us because uh, we're actually really nice to them. Yes. And that's something that uh, they, they started out not – they didn't say, well, we're going to be nice to be different. They thought that nice was the standard. But it's not in the music industry at all. It is it is very much cutthroat. It is very much I. It's almost like a like a retail workers where I can't be bothered to <laughs> you know to interact with you in a polite manner because I'm just I, I hate work or whatever right. or this is just my job. I'm I'm not doing this for I'm, I'm not passionate really about this. Right. In some cases, so I'm just gonna do the bare minimum if that, and then move on. Uh, that's kind of what it's like, and at least that's what I've experienced in the in the music in, in the secular music industry uh, in regards to that. So it's if if you want to separate yourself and become a well liked established musician or venue owner, take care of your guests. Yes. Well, and do we've learned that whether there's two people sitting there, which we've had through the COVID. Mm. Um, um, fiasco there where they're only let like three people in this huge, huge auditorium when we play live or whether there's 3,000. You give your best. Mm-hmm. You do your best because sometimes it's discouraging when you see two people sitting there and you like feel like just What's getting it over. Yeah. yeah, just getting over it. But you, you can't do that. Um, one of the, one of the my favorite quotes uh, from I, I think it's either John or Charles Wesley. It's one of the Wesley Bros. Uh, in their hymn hymnal, it says, "Sing with all your might, or don't sing at all." There you go. Um, and that's that's something I take very passionately, especially when it comes to worship. Because if you're gonna sing to the Lord, you might you gotta give your whole heart, or else it's it's less in some aspects. Um, and and that that goes to uh, performing as well. If 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 you're gonna perform, perform. Yes. No matter no matter how, what your audience size, no matter if there's if they're chitter, chitter chattering around themselves, because there you never know who's looking at you. And as Christians, we're always representing Christ and yes, God. Yes. Thank you. And that is that is key. No matter what, even if you're discouraged, you have to give it all. That's that's what it means to be a Christian. You had to sacrifice your own feelings for for the glory of God, and if that means if that means there's only one person here that's looking at me, and no one else is paying attention, maybe I should just go. But that one person is going to be touched by you, yeah. and regardless if they're chitter chattering around you, they're they're gonna if if you're passionate about it and they can see that they're going to stop their conversations and look at you regardless. Yes. And you don't know who's recording you or who's, who's doing all that jazz. So 
and that that's free marketing if someone's recording you and they, <laughs> and they post it they're like oh that guy was really good wow look at them who's that uh it's 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 one of the i have this tendency not to smile when i perform <laughs> i i'm always like kind of serious face looking down at, at my piano to make sure i'm playing the right things and i'm looking over there looking looking very intently at the guitar fret to see because sometimes they don't give you chord charts beforehand okay um so i'm looking very intently at the guitar's hands because i know the chord shapes right um trying to figure it out so <laughs> a lot of the pictures that that are posted of me are me looking down or looking very very intensely at the at the guitarist which doesn't really look good on my end because it's like i'm like glaring at him right i'm just trying to figure out i'm just trying to figure out the chords why is he so angry why is he so angry at him <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's, I mean, it's true. So I, I've, I've definitely made it. I mean, they tell you this in chorus all the time. Always make sure you're smiling. Mm -hmm. But it never really hit me until I see the pictures posted on me, and like, I look like I'm mad at yeah. this dude. I'm not like, I don't look like I'm having a good time at all. But in, in reality, I'm having, I'm having a really good time. I'm just not showing it. Uh, it's, it's those small performance. Perform. People will we'll call that performative and, and fake, but. If it's for the glory of God, I I think there's a place to be genuine too. Um, oh, for sure, yes. I, I don't smile all the time, mm. and sometimes I I look at you know we we play so many songs we don't have the lyrics all memorized. Sorry, that's a little confession, but so we have our oh, little that, iPad. Literally, but you're you're looking yeah. at that rather than than looking at the folks, and there's always that struggle to engage while you're keeping you know, keeping the out, car yeah. moving. So you, you've got to find that for yourself. I, I just think genuineness has to be there. Mm. I think that's, and, and the fact that you're open and honest about that, you could even turn that around and make a joke out of that. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to look like I'm mad today. And, and, <laughs> ha, 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 and oh, he's not really like that. And, right. And it can, be, it can be a thing. But I think the genuineness is, is really key. Because, yes, it, it is a, quote, show. Mm -hmm. um, of course it is. Because it's, it's a conversation with, the people that, that aren't on the stage with you, you're, you're connecting with them and you're having this back and forth with them and then pointing them toward the Lord in a, in a worship setting, especially you're, you're trying to make it a, you know, a vertical thing too. Oh yes. Um, but just, just be genuine, just, just be real. And so much gets covered when you do that because you, we've all met those folks that, that they're all about the show, but it's, That's it's fair, all fluff. Yeah. And, and we, we know that when we see that. I mean, everybody does. People instinctively know when something's real or when it's not. That's fair. So just be real. Well, hey, I want to get one more song all, uh, out nice. of you guys before we head all over to Facebook Live. Well, we will play some more music and talk ex extensively about other things that we have to talk about. So the next song is going to be the... One, two, speak to me, speak to me, master. Is that speak to me? Yeah, that's just speak to me. Okay, yeah. sorry, I'm pulling the curtain back a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so what is this song about? Uh, we like to write what we call surrender songs. Mm. Those are songs that, Lord, I'm in a place here. I don't have any idea what I'm doing. I'm I've I've tried to do my thing and it isn't working. And I think everybody can relate to that. I'm just going to sit down with my Bible, and I'm I'm going to do just like Samuel did. Back, I think it's First Kings chapter three. If you call my name, I'm gonna say, "Here I am." Mm. Tell me whatever you want me to know, and then I'll I'll do whatever that is, and and we'll we'll go from there. And when you do that, in our experience, God will always, always, always say yes. 
And he will always do that. If you sincerely ask him to talk to you, he will. And you'll know what to do. And that's what the song's about. All right. Well, with that said, this is Speech Me by The Sweet Life. Speak to me from the Sweet Life. Uh, they have a few events coming up. Would you like to talk to them about that? Or sure, absolutely. 
Uh, let's see. We have. Most of them are we we are we are old school. We we don't do electronic. <laughs> this is paper calendar right here, folks. <laughs> but we are going to be um, on the 29th of, right? Yeah, the 29th of this month. We're going to be uh, Wednesday night service at LifeGate Church in Elizabethtown, and we're also. You on mean the 29th of. Of, of June. Of June. Yeah, that's, it is still. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, June 29. Like, oh. And then also, um, that's at 7 o'clock on the 29th of June. 630. And when and was then, that again? Or 6.30. 6.30 uh, at where? LifeGate Church in Elizabethtown, Pennsylvania. Um, that's the same church I went to. Oh, cool. Uh, was, uh, well, the, for the sunrise. Easter sunrise? No, that was, was Park, Park Street. Street. Oh, that was a different I, one. But, but related. It, affiliated. And then also on the 18th of June, where if you're, if you're traveling up north at all, we're going to be in Potter County at the uh, Laurelwood Christian Festival uh, in Potter County, Pennsylvania, about four and a half hours from here. We're playing one to three that day. And the rest of them are all everything sorry. else we have this month is, is private. So mm-hmm. unless you're affiliated with the venue, sorry, guys. But uh, if <laughs> you, you go to sweetlifemusic.com, sweetlifemusic.com, and you can go to our schedule page and everything is there. All right, well, with that said, uh, where can they find your music uh, outside of Sweet Life Music? Do you have uh, any? Uh, we do. We're on YouTube. We're on. Uh, I'm, I'm actually taking a, a course right now that will teach me how to use all the newfangled contraptions and uh, get me on Spotify. I think we're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. We're on all those places where you, you stream things. Just uh, look for Sweet Life Music, and you should find us there also. All right. Well, and uh, is there a place where they can reach out to if they want to have you for an event? Absolutely. Um, you can you can call me. I'm old school. You can call the phone, uh, 717-475-5200. You can go to sweetlifemusic.com. There's a contact box right there. Uh, however you want to do it. You can send us a letter, too, if you want. I guess that's a little old school. but I'm sure you can find that, that address. <laughs> on the website. On the website, yes. <laughs> Maybe not give that one out uh, live. But, um, hey, we're going to continue this conversation on Facebook Live. Uh, so follow us at facebook.com forward slash the story Corey Rosen. That is C-O-R-Y-R-O-S-E-N. You can also listen on Spotify at, if you search that same thing, the story Corey Rosen, it is the, it'll pop up. The profile picture is a brick wall with red neon lights. Very, very much old school kind of, kind of vibe. And that's where you can find us. Otherwise, uh, we're going to get you guys back to the radio. Uh, I hope you guys have a rest, a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you.